I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to She Talks Peace a podcast that highlights the role of women peace builders around the world in bringing lasting peace and security to communities. Eavesdrop on their communities and get to know their stories. From the Philippines to Malaysia, from Indonesia to Palestine, from Myanmar to the United States, their dreams and hopes for a world without violence and a world where every woman and girl can be whoever she wants to be. Hosted by... Amina Rasul Bernardo, President of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy. This is She Talks Peace. Hello, hello, dear listeners. Welcome back to our conversation with Attorney Lenny Robredo, our former Vice President in uh, the Philippines. Attorney Robredo has also been a recipient of uh, People Asia's People of the Year Award in 2021. She was the Filipina Women's Network Most Influential Woman of the World in 2016. And even Thailand recognized her with an Honorary Outstanding Woman Award of the Year, also in 2016. And of course... She was just awarded by our university, the University of the Philippines Alumni Association, as its most distinguished alumna award. So welcome back to She Talks Peace, Attorney Lenny. Thank you for having me again, Amina. You know, I was just, uh, you know, when we left off, we were talking about the work that Angat Buhay is doing because yes. you did say that you see priority for us really mm-hmm. to do something about education, and, uh, and health. So, so can you tell us a little bit more about what your learning hubs are doing? How do you get the community to really be the ones to be the change agent? Because sometimes, I'm sure you've seen this also when hmm. you were moving around, sometimes the communities get so used to, uh, you know, the dole out mentality yes. that they just wait. So how do you how do you trigger them? How do you encourage them so that they can be the change agent within their own uh, their own provinces and municipalities? Kami talaga amina, we're we're dependent on partnerships. Uh, most of our partners are also private organizations like us. So um, some of them right now, many of our partners are the volunteer groups that were formed during the campaign. But we also partner a lot with organizations, corporations, um, civic clubs, we, where we have shared advocacies. Halimbawa, when I was still vice president, uh, we, we were building a lot of dormitories 
uh, we were building a lot of dormitories inside public high schools and inside state colleges where dropout rates are very high. And the reason for the high dropout rates are is, is that children have to walk very, very far just to go to school. So we have been building dorms in areas like that. Um, the first dorms that we've built were in Mindanao. Uh, I remember the first two dorms that we've built was in a town called Siayan in Zamboanga del Norte. At that time, Siayan was the poorest, um, poorest municipality in all of the Philippines for a very long time. And the dropout rates were very high. We have dormitories also in Bukidnon. We have dormitories in Negros Oriental, Eastern Samar, Western Samar, Cebu. But um, when even when I was still vice president, we didn't have resources to you know to to build dorms. So what we did was we partner with civic clubs, uh, and they are the ones who build the dorms. Um, we we enter into a memorandum of agreement with the schools where we are building dorms in. So um, the assignment of the schools is that they will they will provide a space for the dorm. And then they will hire a dorm master to take care of the children who mm -hmm. live in the dorm. And then um, students stay for free inside the dorm. So it's it's really a community thing in the sense that once the dorms are built, our local our local partners would take charge of providing for the equipment of the dorms. Some, some would give uh, beds, um, equip equip the dorms with you know what, what they need. Some would give computer sets. So it's 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 really a you know it's it's a partnership between more than two organizations, ours included, and that has you know that has uh, produced tremendous results. When the pandemic um, when the pandemic um, happened and schools were closed, we thought of launching Bayanihan Escuela, but uh -huh. the intent of the intent of Bayanihan Escuela then was to solicit. Um, solicit computers for for students who would be doing virtual classes and do not have computers of their own. So we were able to gather thousands of computers. Most of them were used already, but were, were still workable. But as we were doing the gadget donation drive, we realized that the problem was more than gadgets. Mm -hmm. um, the problem really was uh, because schools decided, especially public elementary schools uh, decided that, um, you know, lessons will be continued by the use of modules. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of students who do not have the capacity or That's whose right. parents do not have the capacity to do the modules, um, to help their children do the modules at home. So what we did was the idea for uh, of the community learning hubs was there would be a place uh, in the communities where children could go to Mm -hmm. uh, and then there are trained tutors um, in those community learning hubs, which can help the, the, the students accomplish the modules. Uh, we set up computers, uh, we set up internet connections. So um, our community learning hubs during the pandemic were being used not just by grade, grade school students, but also by high school and college students who do not have gadgets of their own because we have, we have computer sets inside those community learning hubs. We were very much encouraged by the response because, um, you know, um, students were out of school at that time. So there were a lot of, of, of college students who were not doing anything outside of their uh, virtual classes. And they were the ones volunteering 
to be tutors. Yeah, that's that's that was really wonderful. And um, we partnered not just with the UP College of Education, but with a lot of NGOs who have who have education also as their advocacies. We have Habi, we have Education Lab. There, we have a lot. So they were the ones training our our tutors. We did the trainings on online, because lockdown lahat eh. mm-hmm. We did That's the right. trainings online, but um, what you know, the experience from that is that we were able to develop a sense of not just a sense of volunteerism, mm-hmm. but a sense that education education is really a shared responsibility of the community. Right. So um, even when schools reopened already. Um, a lot of the a lot of the schools in the you know the, the local schools asked us to continue and requested us that there was still they, they told us that you know there was still a need for your community learning hubs even if schools were open already because we have very slow learners and mm-hmm. we would we would want a partner who can take care of our slow learners so what what happened is that teachers would send us students who were slow and our tutors would help them. So it has become it has become a very good partnership. But yeah. when most of our students had to go back to school themselves, that was the problem. Uh, we partnered with local colleges which offer education courses. So yeah. when they volunteer with us, it's considered their internship already. Uh, so that it, it became it became very, very sustainable. Um, as I speak. Um, we have 138 community learning mm-hmm. hubs all over the country. Luzon, Visayas, in Mindanao. Mm-hmm. I think um, our farthest is Zamboanga. We mm-hmm. also have in Sultan Kudarat. So it's mm-hmm. it's where where the, where we have volunteers. We have community learning hubs. So it's it's been very satisfying. Um, some in some of the areas we have integrated feeding already, especially in in communities where. Um, you know, um, the, the demographics is that yeah. there are many poor families. Right. So, ano na, um, teachers are telling us now that um, it even improved um, attendance, attendance in school. Because, you know, love for learning is there. Um, some of the schools have offered us a place already within the school. Because it's yeah. also beneficial to them. They don't have to, you know, they don't have to um, take the burden of, Ano ba, yun yung pag-alalay sa slowest that's, student. That's so they, give, they they send to us the the slow, slower learners and pag okay na sila, binabalik na namin. You, so they send us a new cohort. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, Attorney Lenny, when, I'm, I'm much older than you. So when I mm-hmm. was in grade school, my, our parents actually sent us to public school. And uh, at the time, we were living in Mandaluyong. So I went to uh, primary school called Highway Hills Elementary School. Mm-hmm. And uh, two things that I can never uh, forget. One was the daily feeding program. Oh. And when, when I was in grade school, government had a feeding program for public schools because, you know, public schools, uh, generally the working class and the poorer uh, classes mm-hmm. of our society go to public school. But, you know, our parents wanted us to, you know, learn what it's like. So they sent us to public school, walking distance from the house. The second thing that I really remember and appreciated, 
our public schools, our teachers uh, included in in our um, uh, curriculum gardening. Mm. So all students would plant uh, vegetables. So in my case, we planted pechay. Mm. So you know you can harvest the pechay, bring it home, and then you had you had vegetables. And it's really a shame that um, our public educational system, uh, instead of really looking at how do you strengthen the link between education and health, uh, seems to be focusing on education as a means to get our, our people more skilled so that we can quickly send them out abroad so that they can <laughs> earn and send remittances. So so, which is sad. Right? Which is sad because... You know, you might as well just uh, end end up teaching them in uh, uh, twelve, you know, uh, twelve level twelve, and then just teach them uh, car mechanics and and send them abroad. That seems to be Total. what's um, what's happening. But the concept of of citizenship, the concept of uh, really supporting your community. Do, do you do you see that as something that's no longer uh, taught in our schools? And do you think that we should really be looking at the role of a citizen in strengthening a democracy, in the supporting the the nation, uh, uniting the nation? How does one do um, that? In ako, Amina, I cannot speak for. For the rest, um, what what I know of is what I I get to observe when we go to the ground. Pero tingin ko kasi parang parang the entire system has become so bureaucratic already mm. na na parang nawala sa focus um, what we really want out of the kind of education system that we have. Halimbawa, what, what, uh, yung sinasabi mo, a lot of, we have a lot of tech voc programs. Yes. Na ako, ako, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Tingin ko, napakalaking bagay ng tech voc programs. Pero gaya ng sabi mo, parang, parang students are being prepared for skills that are needed abroad. Um, and not much focus is given on what are the, what are the opportunities here. Yes. Kasi you can't entirely you can't entirely claim that there are no opportunities here. Kasi di ba, Amina, during the during the pandemic, we also launched a program where parang parang jobs matching platform. We did a mm-hmm. jobs matching platform. Kasi mm-hmm. when we did shuttle buses during the pandemic, <laughs> parang nakaka-heart, parang the heartbreak was so huge for us because right. we would get a lot of passengers who were doing door-to-door applying for work. Oh, so, dear. So, namin, uh, why, don't we, why don't we come up with a jobs matching platform so that people don't have to do door-to-door anymore? At one point, we had 29,000 jobs available. This was mm-hmm. during the pandemic. We mm-hmm. had 29,000 jobs available. Pero 16,000 lang yun nag-qualify. Because, because they didn't most, know. They didn't have the skills. Uh, oh, so, no. So, na lang sa akin, yung work, yung 29,000 na yun, lahat nasa Pilipinas ang trabaho. Right, yeah. Uh, marami sa kanila yung nasa mga export processing zone. Uh-huh. 
marami yung opportunities to do work from home, pero konte yung nag-qualify. Um, yun na, 16,000 lang yung nag-qualify. A lot of the, a lot of the openings, walang skilled na marunong. So, ang, ang, ang iniisip ko lang, kung merong ganitong opportunities, why don't we train our people for, for the kind of skills that, that the opportunities require of them? Diba? At home. Kesa parang, um, at home, at home. Yeah. Um, parang, I, I think, hindi ko, actually, Amina, hindi din naman ako expert on the matter. Pero parang, we're foregoing a lot of opportunities also. Halimbawa, itong K-12, ang daming opportunities nito, eh, kung mapaayos right. lang natin. Pero again, right. parang walang deliberate attempt to put heart and soul into it. Kasi diba the idea of doing a senior high is mm-hmm. for students who, won't, who don't have the capacity to, to go to college or to go to college yet. Magkaroon na siyang opportunities after graduation. So may mga tracks. Right. So we, we we visit a lot of schools. Meron siyang, meron siyang ano eh, electronics ba yun? I, I don't know what the what the track is. Pero parang may track siya na electronics. And then, we see teachers teaching students yung parang kung papano, papano maging electrician o ano. Pero, walang actual na walang actual na um, on-the-job training. Kawawa nga ang teachers because they teach students using Manila paper. Halimbawa, mm-hmm. may mga areas na may culinary track. Pero wala namang mga kitchen. We were very lucky that we were able to to partner with Chef Jean Gonzalez. Yes. Uh, saka yung, yung, yung ano, yung may-ari ng Imarflex dito sa mm-hmm. atin. Yung Masflex. May-ari mm-hmm. ng Masflex. So, mm-hmm. so, there were schools in Infanta Quezon, in San Santa Maria uh, Romblon. And then, natulungan namin. We put up a kitchen. We put, we, we, we gave um, kitchen appliances and Alam mo yon yung mga panluto. Pero right. ang daming ganon. Ang gusto ko sabihin, nandyan yung idea of a senior high, bakit hindi natin paghusayin? That's true. So, um, there are a lot of uh, wasted opportunities. We're not investing enough on our teachers. One of the things why the education system in Vietnam is working so well now is that they invested so much in their teachers. Mm-hmm. Pero sa atin, yung teachers natin overworked, underpaid, because they're sure. being made to do a lot of administrative work, right? For for them to for them to um, be promoted to to yung top level positions, they have to have a master's degree. So, syempre mag-aaral din sila, pero we don't give them no man study leaves or we don't get give them salaries while they are studying. So, nag-aaral sila on a weekday. Syempre nagsasuffer na yung instruction nun kasi pagod na sila. So, yeah. so sa akin lang, Amina, there are best practices already. We can learn a lot from from um, yung, yung countries where um, the education system is working. Halimbawa, when, when, galing ako sa Finland um, in, in January of this year. Nagulat ako kasi they're always number one as far as education mm-hmm. is concerned, uh, educational assessments. Pero if you look at their curriculum, sobrang gaan compared to ours. Sa atin, children are in school from 7 o'clock in the morning to 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Bugbog na bugbog sa subject. Sa kanila, parang tatlo, apat na oras lang. Pero they're yeah, number they're, one. <laughs> as that, far as that, education that, is concerned. That's, that's an interesting uh, differentiation. 
Because I think in, in Finland and the Scandinavian countries, it may look light, but there really is a lot of thinking that's happening. And uh, the teachers really do try to shape the thinking process. Because once you've got that right, then your problem solving kicks in. They do not overregulate the teachers. Parang sobrang democratize ng instruction in the sense that the teachers can, you know, can develop their own system of teaching, pero they are being assessed based on the performance of their students. If we can give time to look into what what others are doing and that's working, baka, baka pwedeng gawin din natin. Just be open to and just be um, accepting of 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 our limitations and what planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor-guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. We are doing what what we are doing wrong. You're talking about uh, developing the the mental capacities of a child, uh, baby. I mean, you're still a baby, and you already have to start looking at how do you you know uh, feed that mm-hmm. child so that they're able to to do better when uh, when they're older and when they go to school. And then when you're looking at the kinds of uh, curriculum, the, the teaching style when you're in uh, elementary and, and high school. So how do you really get young people to become innovative, constructive, and uh, become a potent force? Because in the majority of the population, it's Sa not ano, very That was one of my takeaways when I was in, at the Kennedy School during the fall term. Mm-hmm. Uh, ako, yeah. You were a student there for a year, so I am sure nakita mo yung difference of how, di ba mas madali, mas madali doon yung school in the sense na ang mga college students dito sa Pilipinas, they are being made to be in school the entire day. Di ba? The entire true. day. Di ba sa Harvard, you're there what? How many hours in a day? When I was teaching, halimbawa, um, I was teaching kasi pero I was, I, I also attended the classes of Marshall Guns mm. kasi that was my interest. So, si Marshall Guns nagbibigay siya ng assignments, case studies. So, pagpunta sa klase, they don't really talk about the cases that were assigned, pero right. they talk about the issues surrounding the, the cases um, right. in their midst. Yeah. Parang iniisip ko lang at that time, siguro kung sa atin to, na nag-assign ako ng cases, the, fo- the following discussion, magpaparecitation na ako ng mga who, what, where, when. Yeah. Tapos yeah. siguro magpapa-exam ako ng who, what, where, when. Pero there... Talk about no. those things. Yeah. Because you're very you're being encouraged to think critically. 
Parang yun yata yung kulang sa atin. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, last uh, semester, I started teaching at uh, the University of the Philippines in NCPAG. And I started with a course on uh, women, peace, and security. Oh, galing, galing. And, and, you know, the way that you're talking about uh, reaching out and really getting young people to think critically, I tried to follow that. So we give them materials to read, uh, to listen to. And then when we have our class, we talk about issues. And I was just thinking looking at education from the point of view of the young is something that our leaders really need to do. Because if they do that, then they can tweak the educational yeah. style. So Ito. it's more, uh, it, not even, I'm not talking about even practicality here. I'm talking about effectiveness. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking, in the work that you've been doing and education and uh Angat buhay. Mm-hmm. I'm very sure that your own children have been, you know, you've been using them also as the, as your lens <laughs> at what works and what doesn't work. Are you inspiring your daughters to continue <laughs> working for the communities? Ako actually, Amina, none of my daughters worked for me. Um, but Aika and Trisha became involved um, during the during the pandemic. Kasi um, si Aika helped us set up our systems. Ano yun eh? Management engineer yun eh. So um, he helped us set up our systems. Trisha helped us conceptualize Bayanihan e-consulta. But that's about it. They're doing their own thing. So si Aika um, works for a non-profit called Restart Me. She's executive director of that. Ano ito? Um, ang, ang kanila, um, yung, yung victims of disaster, they help them. Si Trisha naman is still at the Harvard Medical School. Um, papasok siya ng second year. Um, it's um, She's in a two-year program, Master's in Global Health. Uh, tapos na siya ng one year. She's doing her thesis. The focus of her study is hunger. Hunger and um, hunger and eradicating hunger and stunting. So yun yung kanyang focus. Etong dalawa amina are also into development work. Si Trisha, even if she's a doctor, um, nasa, nasa mas doon siya sa public health. Doon, doon yung kanilang interest. I, I think it's also because um, all, all our children were born when their dad was mayor already. And I was already a development worker. So, yung orientation nila, ganun naman. Si Jillian lang sa amin yung corporate. Uh, Jillian uh, graduated last year. Ano siya? She graduated BS Math and um, Econ. But she's working in a consulting firm right now. The consulting firm is London, is London, London-based. But Jillian uh, works for the New York branch of the consulting firm. Um, she will be working there only for a while, siguro give or take one or two more years, and then she's going back home, also to work. So ang biro ng tatlo kong anak ay, ay ang biro ng magkakapatid. Si Aika sa kasi Trisha, sinasabihan nila si Jillian, Jillian, ikaw na lang magpamana para, ay, magpayaman para ikaw nang bahala sa amin ni Trisha. <laughs> kasi ang, ang trabaho ng dalawa, hindi talaga sila yayaman. Pero I think, I think they're okay with it because nakita naman nila kami mag-asawa na kahit, kahit simple lang, um, yung, yung mas, parang kayo din. Parang kayo din, Amina, na 
as long as you are given the opportunity to give back, masaya ka na. Yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. true. The reward, the psychic reward is extremely high. So you've got your three daughters and they've been very supportive of you uh, from the time that you became a, a congresswoman to the time you became a vice president. So I was going to ask you because you had such a very, very heavy schedule. And uh, our guest, the previous guest that we've been interviewing, when the stress becomes so much, you have to find a way to release the stress. <laughs> In your case, Attorney Lenny, Wala were, ako dyan, Amina. <laughs> were, your, were your daughters the one who were, were your shock absorbers, keeping you sane, uh, helping you maintain your balance? In the sense, Amina, that when I'm home, we don't talk about work at all. Um, we don't talk about issues. Even when I was vice president I, and I was in the center of so much, we never talk about it at home. So um, you, our, our ho- new home for us is really a sanctuary. Now, Wonderful. when I'm home, I cook. When I'm home, I watch, I watch Netflix. Uh, when <laughs> I'm home, I, I just eat with the children. But it's not, I, I bring home work. I bring homework, but it's not like um, it consumes us. Pero um, they've been so used to us working so hard. They've been used to me um, being in the office even during holidays. Siguro, ano lang, maswerte lang siguro ako, Amina, that when I entered um, politics, my children were grown-ups already. Um, I, Jillian lang yung was, in, was, was still in high school. Um, I get to bring them along, pag, pag pwede, pero um, they're, they're used to the long hours. Um, ngayon, na I'm, I'm out of office already, uh, whenever I have speaking engagements abroad, I invite them to join me. Nice. I invite them. Kanya-kanya na kaming gastos, Amina. Kanya-kanyang pamasahe. Ang libre lang sa kanila hotel kasi libre ang hotel ko. Um, pero if, if they're free, they join me. Like, um, during my last speaking engagement in Oslo, uh, they joined me during the tail end of the trip. Uh, we, we did Scandinavia. So, um, ngayon, ngayon, ngayong October, I would have a series of speaking engagements also. And for for part of the trip, they they will also be joining me. So, ganun na lang. We look forward to those uh, small yeah. pockets where uh, we can do side trips. When I was still in public office, we, we couldn't do that. Eh. Kasi yes. parati ako nagmamadaling bumalik. Pero now, parang I have the luxury to extend for a few more days to do um, parang yung personal side of the trip. That's not work. So, yun na lang yung ina-enjoy namin ngayon. Yeah. You know, the, the, um, my friends and colleagues in conflict areas, when we ask them how they uh, manage stress, let me share with you some of the things they say. Um, uh, a dear friend, uh, Ankana, uh, based in Thailand, who actually faced several uh, charges um, because they were really harassing her for the advocacy that she was doing, defending uh, Rohingya workers in uh, mm-hmm. some Thai firms. Uh, another one who's in Palestine, uh, one in Lebanon. And one of them, Ankana said, when she feels completely stressed out, she sews. Oh my because, God. Because when she's sewing by hand, 
she can't think of anything except the stitches. Ako amin na I clean. <laughs> can you come to my house? <laughs> so Ako I clean the house. Why does cleaning do it for you? Why why does it distract? I, I like that's that's the that's the single most enjoyable activity for me more than cooking. Cleaning really? talaga. Yeah. So I like cleaning the house. I like organizing. Um medyo OC ako as far as that is concerned. So pag ako when when I have um every free time that I could get I clean. <laughs> so even in your office, you you maintain this cleanliness. Totoo, totoo. Ako, I, I, I like organizing. So I, I teach my staff how to organize. Kasi organizing naman is just putting systems, di ba? So I like doing that. Yeah. So what's, what's in store for Attorney Lenny Robredo and uh, Angat uh, Buhay, Angat Pinas? What's in store for Lenny? <laughs> in, in sa akin, um, more than half of my time is really angat buhay. Um, a lot of the things I'm doing now is all, most of them are angat buhay connected. Um, so I go around the country whenever there are invitations from our volunteer groups um, in the places where um, they they launch programs or they inaugurate projects that they have been doing. So a huge part of my time is devoted to that. Um, siguro mga 20% of my time is doing speaking engagements. Kasi that's, that's, that's also the source of my income, I'm doing speaking engagements abroad. So I do that. Um, halimbawa, now I'm leaving again um, late September for another series of speaking engagements, but I will be gone only for a month. So it's 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 basically that. Um, yung, yung mga volunteer groups that were formed during the campaign, there are thousands of them. Uh, a lot of them we have been hand-holding kasi uh, we have been encouraging all the groups to transform themselves from political organizations into civil society ones already and, and partner with us in our programs. Uh, we have a lot already. And nakakatuwa nga amina because some of them are SEC registered already. Uh, some of them have accredited themselves in, in, in their local um, LGUs. So nakakatuwa. Um, we have been, um, during the, during the uh, first anniversary of Angat Buhay last July 1, we had a, we have we had an activity to mark the anniversary. Bearing activity was a sort of a developmental speed dating. We asked we asked the volunteer groups to pitch projects, and then we invited our partners over. You know, at the end of one hour, we were able to get um, twenty five million in pledges, and these are all pledges for the for the projects of our volunteers. So it it's been very inspiring. Kasi it's not like sa amin na lang nakiki-partner yung mga partners namin. Uh, they, they're also helping the local chapters, uh, the local volunteer groups. And it's inspiring. It's inspiring them to continue the work that they are doing already. Um, ang aspiration namin, Amina, is not just to, to be able to, to design programs that are replicable. Pero ang, ang aspiration namin is yung mga volunteer networks on the ground mag-expand mag din sila. Parang ano lang, parang di, di ba may kasabihan it takes a village? 
Uh, it takes a village to raise a child. Parang ganun din yung gusto namin maging konsepto. So we we call we call the volunteer program Angat Bayanihan. So ang 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 ini-instill namin sa kanila that you identify single um parang most difficult most difficult um issue in your own communities and then you think of ways on how to contribute in solving them. So um so a lot of them are doing uh, many things. A lot of them are are running our community learning hubs. Uh, some are into marine um you know biodiversity. So meron mga en- environment, ang iba naman women empowerment. So it's many different things. Um I I think what happened during the campaign is um is nothing short of inspiring. Um, because a lot of people really went out of their way to help. Parang sayang naman if, if that kind of spirit of volunteerism will end with the, with the elections. You know, you- Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You mentioned um, uh, that it takes a village, right? And you also talked about uh, the, the campaigns. And... We are going to have our village campaigns in October. Yes. Uh, dear listeners, in the Philippines, at the village level, which we call barangay, the uh, the leaders are elected. So you have a, a village captain, the barangay captain, and a council. And I was and I was just thinking, Lenny, uh, angat buhay, the community um, focus, you know, of of the projects that uh, you're doing, really requires a very good partnership. Yes. with the village council, with the barangay. And the thing is, our barangays have budget. So I was just thinking, now that the campaign is is coming up, what would be your your advice, for instance, for those who would like the barangay to be more of a change agent or who are looking at who they would vote for in the, in the coming uh, barangay elections? What would your advice be so that we can really see community development being propelled by the the barangays themselves? Uh, actually, Amina, we have seen how um, the barangay itself, the barangay council, can be a catalyst. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so in, in the localities where they are serving, because many of our community learning hubs. The Barangay Council is our partner. Um, they either provide space for our community learning hub or they help us with some other things. Um, so- sometimes they are our go-between with the local um, local elementary school. It's been inspiring for us uh, to partner with the barangays because they are very appreciative. Because mm-hmm. in the Philippines, in the Philippines, um, I-, I think the most difficult assignment of all is the barangay. Is right. more than the mayors, more than the mayors, That's because right. you're 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 the you you know people people um ask for your help in all yeah. of their problems. They'll go to your house even if you're in the bathroom because you're in I the know, village. I know. 
So I, when 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 husband and wife would quarrel, they would go to the barangay to ask for <laughs> you know, intervention. So it's really the yeah. barangay. But but you know, Amina, um, barangay elections in the Philippines should be nonpartisan, and I think that's the best thing. It should be devoid of any kind of politics at all. But um, unfortunately, even if our law says that the barangay election should be nonpartisan, it's still very partisan in the sense that, you know, the local officials um, really do all they can to make sure that those who will emerge in the elections are their supporters or are, are you know, are supportive, supportive of him, of, of, of them. So that, you know, they'll be, they, they use the barangay officials uh, as their local leaders. And that's, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate in the sense that I, I really feel that um, if, if barangay leaders are, are apolitical, they will be in a better position to, to be of service, to, to provide the kind of service that is required of them um, by, by, by our constitution. But the realities are different, especially in the Philippines where patronage politics is, is, is the kind of politics that we have. Um, the barangay leaders are, you know, are at the, at the forefront of, of political wars between local government leaders. Um, as far as we are concerned, we have not, you know, we have not discussed politics at all. Um, in any of our projects where the barangay is involved. Um, so there have been, we have projects with barangays who were supportive of my opponent during the elections, but um, who would, uh, who, who, um, ha, who we have very, very um, fruitful relationships with. And I think that's, that's for the best. But having said that, Part of our program also is providing for leadership trainings for the Sangguniang Kabataan, oh, yes. Kabataan elections. Um, you know, for, for the benefit of those who are non-Filipinos um, who are watching this, this podcast. Um, Sangguniang Kabataan is like a, a village council also, but these are the leaders of um, the, the very young. I think 18 years old, 18 to 21, if I am not mistaken. So um, during the during the past several months, we've had um, many trainings for them. We call the trainings uh, Matino at Mahusay Leadership Course to train to train um, young um, young leaders who are aspiring to be SK officials. Uh, the kind of politics that the kind of leadership that we feel. Um, the Filipino people will benefit from the most. So, um, you know, I, 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 I have very high hopes as far as our young, young SK officials are concerned. I, I just think that um, their idealism um, is what will bring energy uh, to the to the change that we want to see as far as politics is concerned. Ang ang pinaka problema lang amin na pag nakaupo na um, ah. hindi din you know hindi mapigilan ng mga local officials to also you know yes put them on the crossroads and make them very political also so so it's it's a continuing struggle that um, siguro siguro people like us who want to help um, but are not in government mas maging 
mas maging conscious lang tayo of the realities on the ground so that we will know how to deal with them. Um, there are a lot of challenges, pero I'm, I'm still very hopeful. I'm still very hopeful as long as we just keep keep on pushing. Uh, kasi ang feeling ko naman, Amina, um, for people we work with very, very closely, if if they are given a choice between good and evil, parating they will they will they will choose um good always over evil. Uh, but but ano lang you, you you just have you just need to give them the opportunities na makita nila kung ano yung ginagawa. It's it's been a challenge, pero all good. I'm so I'm so glad that you're optimistic about uh, <laughs> the role that's going to be played by our sangguniyans our, our village councils especially the young people because if you look at the uh, the the governance structure in the philippines you have got hundreds of thousands no millions of village council members all over and if at the village level they decide on a particular movement so much so much ang, can happen. Ang, 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 I think the problem, Amina, is um, it's a huge oppor- opportunity. Um, kung, kung our our village um, official sana would be trained the, the, the better way as far as politics is concerned. Pero the reality is that most of them become subservient to, to the mayors. Because the, the barangays do not have, uh, except for Metro Manila, but the barangays in the, the localities do not have that much of a budget. So for them to be able to implement uh, what they feel are, are needed by their own villages, they would need the support of the mayor. They would need the support of the local legislative council. So it, it's like they become subservient to them already. So, the problem if the local official is also very, you know, the kind of politics for him is also very patronage-oriented. So, the the, the village uh, officials become 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 like them also. So, it's a continuing uh, push and pull. Talagang ano? Talagang you just have to you just have to know how to spot the good ones. And make sure that you give the good ones the opportunity to better themselves. Well, Attorney Lenny, as long as you're going to be around for years to come, inspiring our communities, <laughs> our young people, I think I'm going to keep the candle brightly <laughs> and you. my optimism uh, increasing. So, Attorney Lenny, before we go, and uh, thank you so much for a wonderful conversation. But before we go, are th- is there a message that you would like to share with uh, with our listeners? Ano lang, siguro for the Filipinos out there um, who are watching, um, there is a message that I continually um, write. To, to supporters who ask for my signature, who ask for a message from me, I always tell them to keep hope alive. I think it is very important to have hope in our hearts. Because it is that one thing that will give us the energy to keep on doing something for the country. Um, doing something for the country does not 
require us to do the big things. It can be um, small everyday things as long as we do them well and we do uh, them constantly. Um, I, I, I really feel that, um, you know, change in the country will happen if the, the civil society will all come together and decide to, you know, decide to bolt in and, and push for the changes that we want to see. Um, Sigur, if at all, if at all, let's not, let's not depend on the politicians. Let's not depend on government alone to do the things that we want to see. Parang a lot, after the elections kasi Amina, I, a lot of my friends, when I see them, parang nagtatanong, parang wala nang pag-asa because of our government officials. And I always tell them na, you know, we're still here. Even if we're out of government already, we can do many things um, in our own little way. And we've been trying to show that with Angat Bukay. Thank you so much for uh, you. sharing your your wisdom and your experience with with our listeners, uh, Attorney Lenny. The one of the uh, the overarching goal of She Talks Peace is really to send out the message all over the world that anyone can help us build a peaceful yeah. community, help us strengthen our communities, and making a plea to support the women in yeah. your life, the women in your communities who are trying to keep a safe space for you, help make sure that we have peace in, in our communities. And your stories, your experience, Attorney Lenny, have been very encouraging. So thank you so very much. Thank you for for doing this podcast. Um, th thank you for all the things that you have been doing for our country all through the years. And thank you for having me. Until the next time, Attorney Lenny. So dear listeners, before we go, let me just say that if you have a message for Attorney Maria Leonor Herona <laughs> Robredo, our Attorney Lenny Robredo, do send us an email at shetalkspeacepodcast at gmail.com and we'll make sure that it gets to her. Give us a follow at She Talks Peace on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts. So thank you very much, Attorney Lenny, dear listeners. And until the next time, this is Amina Rasul of the Philippine Center for Islam and Democracy saying bye. Bye, everyone. She Talks Peace is brought to you in partnership with Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. For more information, check out their website at podcastnetwork.asia and podmetrics.co. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.